Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. In a recent session, we discussed the midterm election results. You could almost call the result, you could say it's the almost election results because so many races were not decided. Well, enough votes were counted, so we now know there will be divided government. They're not all counted yet, but we know enough to say there will be divided government. The Republicans will control the House. That has been decided. It appears the Democrats will control the Senate. And obviously, the Democrats control the presidency. That is divided government. As we previously indicated, the markets generally like this situation since it makes the passing of major legislation, including raising taxes, much less likely. Historically, markets have risen in such situations for many years. The question is, is this trend likely to continue? It is hard to say it will, as there are other factors. At this point, inflation remains a major factor that will likely influence markets. Recently, the new inflation rate was announced at 7.7%. This is down from 9.1%. It's a good sign, but it remains troubling. The Dow Jones Industrial Average reacted most favorably to the inflation news as it rose more than 1,000 points. A member of the Federal Reserve's Board of Governors quickly advised that we are not nearly done with inflation and that despite an easing, inflation would remain with us for some time. A number of investment advisors share that view. Keep in mind, the Fed has set its target inflation rate at 2.5%. There's another important historical point to note. When inflation is under control, the federal funds rate, an important inflation controlling tool, normally is greater than the inflation rate. At this point, the federal funds rate is 4.5% and inflation is 7.7%. Two significant points. First, 7.1% inflation or 7.7% is far from the Fed's target. Second, inflation is much greater than the federal funds rate. That requires the Fed to continue raising rates. This is why we are not yet done with inflation, according to the Fed, and increasing interest rates. Both impact the stock market. So we know what the Fed is saying. Let's consider what Warren Buffett one of the world's most successful investors says, and maybe more importantly, what he is doing. During inflationary times, Mr. Buffett told investors to look for companies that have the power to raise prices easily. In other words, companies that have customers willing to pay more for their products. And secondly, 
the businesses have the ability to take on more business without spending excessively. This means they can meet an increasing demand for their products and not hurt their cash position or have to borrow significantly. A company that meets Buffett's Inflationary Times criteria is Coca-Cola, the beverage company. This is an example of a recession-resistant company. Regardless of the state of the economy, most people can afford to buy a can of Coke. It has a firm, if not entrenched, market position selling popular brands, including Sprite, Fresca, Dasani, and smart water drinks. Pricing power is important during times of rising prices. Of course, there is concern about recession. And the concern is that the high interest rates, or the interest rates designed to fight inflation, will bring on a recession. Well, during recession, many customers cut back spending on significant items, and they seek the simple pleasures, such as beverages. Coke products are sold in more than 200 countries throughout the world. Coke has a beta of 0.58, so its stock price has been less risky than the market. It projects higher future earnings. It has also paid a dividend yield, or its current dividend yield is approximately 3% at current prices. Equally important, it has paid a dividend for 60 consecutive years and has increased them in each of the last 25 years. Warren Buffett's company, Berkshire Hathaway, has owned Coke since the 1980s, and it currently owns more than 400 million shares. By his actions, Buffett has clearly endorsed Coke as an investment. Berkshire's largest publicly traded stock holding by market value is Apple. Apple represents 40% of Berkshire's holdings. Apple designs, manufactures, and markets smartphones, personal computers, tablets, wearables, accessories, and much more worldwide. It also sells various related services. For years, Mr. Buffett has resisted buying stock in technology companies, saying he didn't understand them. Then he learned of Apple's loyal customer base, who enabled the company to raise prices easily. Consumers find a way to splurge on Apple products. Earlier this year, Apple revealed that its active installed base of hardware is, it is more than 1.8 million units. Competitors offer cheaper products, but a large number of loyal customers enable the company to earn huge profits. Inflationary times are not quite as troublesome to Apple as to many other companies. It has a beta of 1.24, so it has higher market risk, but also has greater upside returns than the market as a whole. During the past five years, Apple's shares have risen more than 250%. This company is one of the world's leading innovators. Clearly, Mr. Buffett is impressed. Another interesting Buffett investment is Paramount Global. This company is a multinational mass media 
and entertainment conglomerate. It owns CBS television, cable channels, including MTV and VH1, Showtime, and Paramount Studios, the movie maker that owns Top Gun Maverick, among many other movies. And it owns the streaming service Paramount Plus. Paramount has two classes of common stock. Class A, the voting shares, are controlled by national amusements. Buffett owns about 15% of Paramount's Class B stock. When Buffett recently purchased a block of Paramount stock, the price surged 15% in one day. Buffett's investment in this company could reflect, in part, his view of the economy. Movie companies traditionally perform very well during recessions. People look for outlets during recessions to take their minds away from the troubling economy. Movies provide them with that form of an outlet. Does Buffett think that the Fed's efforts to fight inflation will cause a recession? Well, if he does, he's not the only one. Paramount could be a good recessionary investment. On the other hand, <clears throat> Paramount projects lower future earnings, which generally speaking is a negative sign. Buffett, however, likes dividend payers. At current prices, Paramount pays a dividend yield of almost 5%. That is a rich payout. Paramount has been rumored to be a takeover candidate. When a company is taken over or bought out, a premium is generally paid. National Amusements, the Class A owner, has considered selling the company in the past. Paramount B owners can collect a roughly 5% dividend while waiting for a takeover. There's been speculation that Apple wants to buy a movie studio with a library of films to complement its other media interests. Buffett has not been one to speculate on takeovers. He is, generally speaking, a long-term investor and has been for quite some time. He likely sees Paramount as a company that is undervalued and well-positioned for a recession and for a turnaround. Paramount is actually planning to do some reorganization of its operations. And as we said, it pays a good dividend. So Warren Buffett is clearly impressed, impressed enough to increase his investment in this company. Personally, I see the companies we discussed of the companies we discussed, I see Paramount as the first company I would buy. It is a reasonable investment for the reasons we discussed. I will watch this stock and on a down day on the market, I will consider purchasing it. Buffett makes for Apple and Coca-Cola is also reasonable. They are worthy considerations. In my opinion, small incremental investments made on down days are well-suited for volatile times. I plan to proceed cautiously and recommend that others do also. Mr. Buffett has made a number of other investments. Why he has bought a number of them and has sold many. In future shows, we will discuss them and provide updates on the ones we've discussed today. Until the next time, stay calm, thoughtful, and purposeful.
You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.